This is Daizen Chewy XD Podcast, episode 181, for the week of June 28th, 2009. Welcome to a late breaking edition of Daizen Chewy X, the podcast, an extension of the all encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Daizen Chewy X. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. It is Sunday afternoon at 2 p.m. right now. We're only just now getting around to recording the podcast. It's been a busy weekend, but I'm very glad that we haven't recorded it yet because uh, it's just been news, news, news. I've had, I think, three updates this morning alone with various things. This is going to be one of those up-to-the-minute, late-breaking, catch-y'all-up-to-speed episodes with lots of news. It is just Mary and myself right now. Mary, what's up? Yo, nothing. What's up with you? Uh, chilling, recording a podcast, that kind of stuff. Cool. It's finally nice out. Actually, it is. I see some gray clouds in the distance. It seems iffy. It's been raining for about a month. Yeah, this June has sucked balls. I'm looking forward to July. Harsh language over there. Well, the weather's been harsh to me, so <laughs> okay. I'm returning the favor. It's <laughs> all good. Uh, you're Mary, I'm Mike. It's just the two of us because it would be, I think, 3 a.m. Monday morning over in Japan. Uh, my parents came up this weekend, so we delayed recording of the podcast and... Uh, we had a little change of plans with the actual topic, that kind of stuff, but we're loaded with news. we got a review for you. We're going to be reviewing the Yeah Break, Care Break CD single, the closing theme to Dragon Ball Kai. Not only that, but we're starting up another contest, Whoa. giving away a copy of that, so stay tuned there. We've got a song of the week that we're going to be talking about. we got tons and tons of news, like I said. So why don't we just get to that song of the week? This is a really, really interesting one. I was pretty sure we were going to be done. Done, and sure enough, someone comes in last minute to save me here. This is a fan, I, I don't know if you call it a remix, more like an arrangement of a song. It's an instrumental version of Unme no Hi Tamashi Tai Tamashi, which was the song played uh, during Gohan Super Saiyan 2 Transformation in DBZ episode 184. Now, forgive me for my ignorant American pronunciations. Our buddy Timo over in Germany sent this to us. He says, the song itself is an instrumental cover of Unme no Hi. Two of my friends, Daniel Kasser and Cedric Saylor, uh, I don't know, made it back in 2008. It's more rockish than the original. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and play this for you. So check out the fan-made instrumental version of Unme no Hi.
Mary, I played this for you the other day. You yeah. were a little confused about it. Well, because when you first played it, I could definitely tell right off the bat that it was Unme no He. Right. And then going further into the song, it sounded less and less like it. I don't know if I was just distracted with whatever else I was doing at the time or what, but there's definitely a huge influence, I think, early on. The rest of it, I'm not so sure, but I think it's really cool. It is cool. It takes it in a new direction, which I'm perfectly cool with. I mean, it's not like the original is being replaced, so it's cool to have a new version of it. I think it went in a neat direction. It's just a nice supplement to the original throw-in to playlist here and there. So I am going to be putting this up for download over in the music section of Daisenshu EX, so absolutely check it out. Thanks, Timo, for uh, your friends' composition here. I think that's it for stuff. We got a crap ton of news, so let's head on over to it. Been covering this one for a couple weeks. I think we're coming to a close of the shenanigans saga here. So Dragon Ball Season 1. If you don't know what's going on, check out updates all over the homepage of our website. Last couple episodes. If you're keeping up week to week, you know what's going on. Long story short, we haven't had it in about 15 years. We're finally getting it uncut and in Japanese. We told you all about Walmart cover art. Here we go. Right Stuff also put up a listing, though, this time without cover art for the set. All the same info, September 15th, 49.98. Here's the really cool thing. Funimation's official Twitter stream stated, quote, At Anime Expo 2009, we'll finally be able to announce a release that you know about already. That could very well be it. It it could be a couple different things, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be this one. Yeah. That's about where we left it. Until yesterday, when a trailer went up on the Welch Compositions YouTube channel. Uh, I think it was early Saturday that it went up. It is the trailer from Funimation with Chris Sabat narrating for Dragon Ball Season 1 on DVD. It was pretty cool, although I thought some of the statements were a bit of a stretch. Oh, with the most influential anime of all time? And while I love Dragon Ball a lot, I don't... That's kind of up to you to make that call. <laughs> up to you. An individual viewer. Maybe Astro Boy? I don't know. No, no. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I, I don't think anyone can claim most influential of all time. But. One of the most... One of the sure, most, yes, sure. I would agree with. But anyway, it's marketing. It, it was exciting to see the trailer. And it was good. It didn't look like it was widescreen. No, it was being played in full screen. It did stay uncut. Blah blah blah. Here, let's discuss this on the Welch Compositions YouTube channel, not on the Funimation one. Do you think they're going to get like a takedown notice? Well, they're the ones, if you read into it, they're the ones that do the background music in the trailers. And on their channel, I think they have a Romeo Juliet one as well. And they've done some stuff for One Piece. So it looks like whatever they do trailer music for, they throw up. So here's the question. Was this an intentional leak? Was this an honest mistake? Have they even get a hold of it to put it up? Why didn't Funimation put it up themselves? Are they doing some more of this clever marketing where they just throw some it's stuff out there? <laughs> it's a mistake. I love that quote. It's almost almost like a Lost Episodes thing where we're holding it back from you to make you talk about it, to make you want it all well, We're the talking more. about it, so clearly it's working. It's exactly what I said on the homepage of the website today. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I didn't read that. <laughs> like, I'm well aware of what they're making us do here. So I figure as long as I'm aware of it... And it I makes can, it okay. Yes. You feel less <laughs> Precisely. Fully. So, like we said, the commercial is being played in 4x3, which is really conflicting with all these widescreen listings online, specifically the Walmart one. But it does say verbally, 31 episodes across 5 DVDs. It's really weird. Some people are talking about on the forum, that's right in the middle of that Yumao and Chi-Chi kind of mini filler stuff going on. So, it's not a very clean cut in where this season is going to be. But... Whatever, glad to see it coming. Uh, the commercial doesn't have a release date, but we keep seeing the September 15th, uh, with 49.98. 
That could change. It may not, but we'll get there at some point with more official details. Let's turn it over to Kai. Kai's going to kind of be this big recurring theme throughout the entire episode. We've been talking about the home releases for a while. Last week, while we were recording the show, uh, the last episode of Kai was just finishing up, and people were discussing how a commercial that aired, I think right at the very end, showed Dragon Soul running in 4x3, promoting the upcoming Blu-ray release. Full details finally coming out over this last couple of weeks. I know Hujio put up a bunch of uh, comparison images over at Constantai. Let's give you the rundown here. I don't know if it's HappyNet. I'm going to call them HappyNet. It's probably HappyNet. It's the official website for the home release of Kai. They've updated with a few things, such as the DVDs are actually going to be the cropped 16x9 versus the Blu-rays, which will be the full frame 4x3. That's very strange. You're almost getting a bum deal if you buy the DVDs. Not that that's any different from what's being broadcast on TV, but you figure the home releases would be the same from format to format. Yeah, well, I make a distinction, unless it's um trying to get you to buy the Blu-ray. I don't know. That's true. It could be just a ploy to get you to cash in with the Blu-rays. I don't know. Website also had a bunch of other stuff about the boxes. We've known about the first three boxes, but there's going to be a fourth one coming in June 2010. Unlike the first three, there's no specific date, just June. That one's only going to have 10 episodes, so here's a rundown of the boxes. First set's going to have episodes 4 through 15, which is 12 episodes. Second set will be 16 through 27, again, 12 episodes. And the third set will have 28 through 39, again, 12 episodes. So this fourth set will have 40 through 49. That's the 10 episodes. Uh, very different from the other three. And it's going to be the same price. So uh, how you feel about that? And just a reminder that episodes one through three, you do have to purchase an individual disc, whether it's Blu-ray or DVD, to get those three episodes. And there will be no individual release on Blu-ray going forward. It'll just be boxes. But there will be an individual DVD release, and the DVDs will not have box sets. Does that make this any sense? This is so confusing and bad, my <laughs> Let's clear off one more thing. Uh, the Amazon listings are updated with those episode numbers. Previously, episode 28 was missing in action, and they had the third set starting with episode 29, but the way it's listed now is the third box set starts with episode 28, so all those episodes are accounted for in the three sets of 12 and then the fourth set of 10 episodes. I want to bring it back to something, though. Remember back in February, we were talking, we are just learning about Kai, we are getting all these inside details from Wasted Wisher. Remember he said that, no, we're not cropping anything. Lo and behold... I don't remember that. What do you mean by we're not cropping anything? Remember, he works at the Philippines branch of Toei, and we asked him, hey, you know, we're starting to see these cropped screenshots. What's going on here? He said, no, we're not cropping it. We're do- As far as I know, we're extending it for, you know, 16 by 9. We're not cropping anything out. And, you know, later we saw they were cropping the series for broadcast. Well, here we are coming back full circle to the home release on Blu-ray 4 by 3 So I think a lot of miscommunication between... I mean, Japanese is so vague in their marketing speak. We never know what's happening until we actually see it for ourselves. But the way I see it happening was in production, they just do the full frame, whatever work they're doing, tracing, that kind of stuff. It gets sent to broadcast and it's cropped there, but they still have their originals, which they're using to make the 4x3 Blu-rays. I feel like I'm almost justifying what he said, but it's very true where he said, we're not cropping it and here we are, a completely uncropped Blu-ray release. I think it's just adding to the confusion and I think all this stuff is going to need its own guide. Absolutely. I mean, this is almost Funimation level confusing. And we'll get to Funimation. Oh, we already talked about 
with uh, Dragon Ball Season 1. I, I, I'm almost thinking this is bordering on worse as far as confusion really? and inconsistency goes. Oh, I can totally see that. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I mean, you have DVDs that are widescreen and Blu-rays that are 4x3. That goes against everything that the general consumer is taught to believe. Is, yeah, no, I was going to say, <laughs> let's, let's confuse your consumer. That's a great strategy. I guess they're That's just... It's going to really make me want to buy something. <laughs> Because they're just hoping that people spend the extra money for the Blu-rays. You all have PS3s, right? Yeah, you're totally fine. Let's move away from the home release. Let's talk about music for Kai. We're reviewing the Yeah Break, Care Break CD this episode. But we just learned this morning that a soundtrack for Kai is going to be coming in August. On August 19th, actually. It's going to be available just like they did with the CD singles. A regular and a limited edition version. The regular is going to be 29.40 yen. So just under 30 bucks. And the limited edition is 31.50. So about 31.30. 32 bucks there. CD is going to have 35 tracks. It does say that it will have TV size versions of the opening and ending. So if you want the full length, you got to buy the CD singles. And the other 33 tracks will be background music. The limited edition version is also set to include three bonus tracks. Don't know anything about them, whether they're vocal, remix, other background music, as well as a quote, original card holder. What is a card holder? Um, And what kind of a card? A greeting card holder? (laughs) A credit card holder? I don't know. I'll get it. It's all good. (laughs) So the I don't list- know what it is, but we'll get it. <laughs> exactly. Dragon Ball fan, I'll buy anything. Listings are up over on CD Japan. We've got links to them over on the homepage right now. So with this Korochan pack for July canceled, you got the two CD singles, and this is uh, listed as volume one of the original soundtrack for Kai. So I have to imagine as we go forward, we will have more. It is good to see that the background music's going to get a release. There are a couple pieces I really like, and I look forward to picking them up on CD. Except for that one random guitar piece I really dislike. Let's turn it over to video games. Tenkaichi Daiboken. Uh, it's going to be known outside Japan as Revenge of King Piccolo, I think it is. That's a new Wii game coming. The official Japanese website for the game has updated with lots of stuff. Here's a cover art, Mary. I love it. I What's love it. Think? It's so cute. Everyone's all updated. Upa's on there. I know. How cool is that? And and Roshi looks all badass. He does. You got Tao Pai Pai riding his log, Piccolo Daimo and Tambourine are up there. What's Bulma doing back there? I can't tell. Running next to Hachan. Is she making a face? Yeah. Yeah, she's like, ah, she's running. Good stuff. Uh, other details. The control scheme for it. You're going to be able to use the Wii Remote and Nunchuck or the Classic Controller or the GameCube controller. Very, very cool here. So no matter uh, what kind of style you want to play as, if you want to play as almost a gimmicky Wii game, if you want to play as a classic old action game, you can do so. That is cool stuff. Also, the latest commercial for the game on the website. Commercials are so good, I have to tell you. The cutscenes in here look great. So detailed and shiny and very nice. It confirms a new theme song by Hiroki Takahashi, who was the original performer for uh, Makafushiki Adventure, the opening theme to Dragon Ball. There's no title for it yet, but you can hear a little bit of it in the background. So excited to hear more about that. We did have that confirmed for us a little bit ago from uh, our forum member GotenZ1 back at uh, E3. But now it's right there in the commercial. So it's good to see uh, further confirmation on it. Just a reminder, that's coming out on July 23rd in Japan. We don't know about the American or European release, except that it's coming in the fall, the autumn. That's all we got so far. Last thing I want to show you, Mary, I mentioned this to you. I don't think I've shown them to no, you No, I yet. haven't seen any pictures of this yet. So there are new figures coming 
for Dragon Ball Evolution. How? Why? Who? Who's buying this? Okay, let's look at these pictures. What do you think? Oh, wow, the Piccolo one, like, really looks like himself, although the, the color of his skin doesn't really look right, but right. I can't even tell if I'm looking at a figure or um an actor. That figure one, Marsters, it, it looks, does, yeah, it looks like a photo there. The Goku one, um, his face looks like him, but his hair is really bad. Really? I think the opposite. I think the hair looks like it did, but the face doesn't look anything like Justin Chatwin. I'm kind of sitting far away, so I don't really see. Alright, so if you're from a distance, doesn't look, or does look like him. These are coming from Enter Bay, which I think is a Hong Kong-based uh, toy maker. They're going to be 12-inch figures. I don't know if we have a uh, set release date or where you're going to be able to buy them from, but who'd have thunk it? I mean, it was kind of a flop that made a little bit of money and the original figures that came out were terrible here we are with these really really super detailed 12 inch figures coming pick i'm i'm just impressed by that piccolo one i kind of want it the colors look really weird i mean not just his skin but what is he wearing i can't even tell doesn't look like what was in the movie no it doesn't quite look maybe these are you know the first run molds and not the final colors but it looked pretty good to me that's it for news a lot of stuff that just came out today variety it is too bad every week's not like that (laughs) although again tons of news Shocking, 2009. Yes. Look at this. Look how much we have to talk about week in, week out. All right, so we're going to leave the news behind. I want to talk a little bit about Kai in general. So, Mary, we're all caught up. Uh, Episode 13 just aired yesterday in Japan. What do you think? Um, I'm... I'm finding that I'm tooting out a lot. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because um, we have giant windows by our TV, and I find <laughs> I look out the windows a lot, and I'm like, wow, it's very pretty outside. Ooh, How great. And the fact that, you know, I've seen this stuff a lot, so I don't have to pay too much attention because I know what's going on. Right. But it's also that I'm not feeling anything. Like, every single character death so far, I've just been like, yeah, okay. You feel nothing. I, I feel nothing. It. And again, it might be because I, I know that's what's going to happen. Uh-huh. But I don't know if it's a combination of the acting or the music or just the speedy editing or what. But the Piccolo stuff, usually that, that stuff used to make me cry. Now I'm like, yeah, okay. You gone. said it's starting to feel a little bit like a chore to watch it. Yes. I agree with you. And it's a shame because, I mean, my whole motivation for wanting to watch Kai, because it is like a crash course in rewatching Dragon oh, Ball, totally, but because yeah. we're doing the manga review of awesomeness and we just finished watching a bridge. Uh, it's all like, okay, I'm, I'm getting too much Dragon Ball now. Huh. Because uh, right. Abridged is like a good humorous summary. The manga is the manga, so that's the original. And then just Kai on top of that, within months of each other, I'm kind of seeing, you know, the Saiyan arc all over again. I almost feel like it's too much. So yeah, it kind of feels like homework. But I think we're a special case. I, I, I might true, just be speaking true. on my own behalf because, mm-hmm. you know, we're doing the manga and watching the parodies and now Kai. I personally think it's a bit too much and hence it feels like a chore. But let me ask you, do you dislike it? Because I'm not getting that from you. I don't get excited when you say, okay, we have a new episode of Kai to watch. I'm not like, oh, Blake, yeah, wait, I've been looking forward to this all week. I don't think that at all. Yeah, but it, I, I don't hate it either. It's so strange how I can't even comprehend almost how we have a new episode and it's not the first thing that we sit down to do. I mean, shouldn't we be so excited that here we are in 2009, like we said, so many new things, exciting things going on. And it's not, we jump right into it. It's uh, maybe over lunch later, we'll watch it. Yeah, I can't really put my finger on it because it is a very easy to swallow version of Dragon it sure as hell beats watching episodes and episodes of filler. But I feel like they're cutting out so much stuff that I'm losing some of the emotion. I agree with you. Let's talk about some very specific things from these couple episodes, because I think when the first 
season, maybe when the Saiyajin arc comes to a close. I already said that uh, Corey and Heath will we'll have them come back on. We'll talk about kind of the first season of Kai. These last couple episodes, there have been some things that are really bugging me. There was one specific close-up shot of Goku. I think it was in episode 12. It looked like Adobe Flash 101 retracing kind of a scene. It, I'm sure a lot of stuff is really, really rushed. I'm sure it is. I mean, we're, we're back on a weekly schedule. They gotta cram this stuff out. But I don't even remember what scene it was, but it just looked so bad. There was another one with Goku and Nappa, and I think it had to do with the way they were cropping it, where Goku was at the top and Nappa was on the bottom. They actually moved mid-scene. They had Nappa, like, slide up on screen a little bit and it was one of those like a tweening motion rather than a film 23 motion it just looks so smooth and so different from the original i don't remember that uh that one stuck out to me how about the acting though i made a couple comments about masako nozawa going into her badass goku she, she's going pretty deep deeper than i remembered her going which makes me very scared for super saiyan 3 <laughs> she'll be angry she's getting old goku. keep it deep but i think everyone's still pretty dead on I think we've agreed that Popo sucks and is scary. I, I can't deal with the new Popo. I just do not enjoy him well, whatsoever. Well, good thing he's minor. I mean, we don't have to deal yeah, with him that much. Right, he doesn't. Nappa, I think my initial decision stands true through the end of him where it was okay. I really prefer his original voice actor. Again, kind of minor. He's gone now, but didn't quite hold a candle to the original performance. Hikaru Midorikawa, he's gone now. We're not going to see him until, what, Kaio's planet just kind of hanging out? And how much of that filler is going to be cut out? Basically, they just stand around and wait for Goku to turn Super Saiyan. Music, I don't know what to say about Kai anymore. Yeah, I feel like we're just repeating ourselves and because we're not following it to the point that we're acknowledging or recognizing scene-by-scene changes, right. we're not a comprehensive guide or anything. I don't think it's worth talking about anymore unless something drastically horrible I so. happens. Cause I, I just feel inclined to talk about, yeah, I really hate the ghosting and the frame blending yeah. and the music is sometimes inappropriate, but yeah, we're just sounding like a broken record and totally. I don't want to be a broken record. Absolutely. So, so I think maybe we should just quit while we were ahead. <laughs> I think we'll keep doing this where it's maybe once a month we'll give a brief recap on any particular things that stuck out to us. But leave it to the crazy guys over at Constantai to do the breakdown scene by scene. It's their funeral. That's cool with me. Let them do all the hard work. But I, I want to make it clear that we neither hate nor love Kai. It's just existing for us at this point. It's cool to have it, I guess. I'll pick it up. Sure. That's all I got. You want to move on? Yes. All right, let's talk more about Dragon Ball Kai. <laughs> we just got in. I, I couldn't believe how fast it came. Came uh, four days from CD Japan. The Yeah Break Care Break CD single just came in. We did get two copies. Make sure you stay tuned. We're starting up a contest to give it away. Mary, I want to get your thoughts on this song because we may differ here. What do you think about the song now that we've had some time with it? We got the full length version. Okay, well, as a song, I think it's very cute and very fun, and it makes you want to do some para para dancing if I knew how to do it, but sure. I don't, so I just kind of to my own beat. All right. However, when I'm listening to it on its own, I don't picture it as a Dragon Ball song, and I would not recognize it as a Dragon Ball song if they didn't say Kamehameha in it. Gotcha. Um, when Does I'm Dragon watching, Soul sound like one? Yeah, a little bit. A okay. little bit more. But the only time I... You know, attached Dragon Ball to Yeah Break, Care Break is when we're watching Kai and we're watching the ending animation with yeah. it. And that's the only time I ever had that association. Otherwise, it's just a catchy, dance-ish tune. Very happy, almost childish. Yeah. It's like <laughs> Junior's first techno song. I don't know. <laughs> 
it, I don't know. It's cute, and I, I actually don't like the performers singing in this as much as I like his performance on the opening theme. I'm with you, yeah. But, yeah, it, it's not very Dragon Ball-like to me. But I still like the song. Okay, so you still like it's it. It's enjoyable for gotcha. what it is. I'm not looking for depth. It's just a good, fun time. Sure. Well, guess what? What? I'm back around to not liking the song anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think it doesn't work as a full-length song. It's not interesting enough to me to sustain it for the full three, four minutes, however long it is. I mean, I think I can kind of see that. I think just watching it on TV as a closer... That's enough. It, that's its welcome. I mean, you yeah. don't want it to wear out its welcome, and maybe this full-length version is a bit too much, but I don't feel as harshly about it as you do. Uh, harsh is... Maybe not the right word, but it's quickly approaching it. Uh, again, I don't dislike it. That's one of my favorite phrases of all time. For people who don't know, I kind of pull that from Kadocha. Was that Akito who says that all the time? Yeah. Is that his way of showing affection? Mm-hmm. Well, I love that phrase. I don't dislike it. <laughs> I don't dislike it. <laughs> that doesn't necessarily mean I love it, though. Again, broken record kind of thing going on. I, I like the song, but I I don't see myself actively listening to it again and again and again. Not like the opening. Do you see no, yourself listening to the? Opening? I do listen to the opening pretty often. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Here's the weird thing. I think I like the image song on here more than Yavrai Carabrae. Oh, I think it's, I don't think it's trash, but I think it's forgettable. Okay. It's just like the image song on the opening where it's like, okay, it's there. To be I'm never fair. i listen to it again. To be fair, I think you've only heard. Twice. Twice. Yes. So far. <laughs> Not very <laughs> I've fair, listened to it a couple times. That. This song is called Over the Star. And as opposed to the opening, which is sung by Takeyoshi Tanimoto, this is performed by Saki Oshitani. Now, I looked her up. I, I didn't recognize the name at all. Just on uh, her Anime News Network profile. Looks like she does the ending theme for Nekibozu no Ashitaro. That's it. That's the only thing listed. So I don't know if she's got another name that she goes under, but I never heard the voice before. It reminded me a lot of the old Kuko image songs. It though. did too, but as much as I like the old Kuko image songs, I had the same problem that I did with the Airbreak Carebreak, where with the slow ballads, I have a yeah. hard time associating them with Dragon Ball. There's only maybe three slow ballad image oh, wait, songs wait, wait. that I can Hold associate up. with Dragon Hold Ball. Hold up. Happy birthday and power of smile. Those are not Dragon slow Ball. songs. Those are fun. And sure. no, no, those aren't very Dragon Ballish. but I like the upbeat ones. <laughs> but the ballad okay. ones, I find a harder time to swallow because here you got this Butch Manly show sure. with people beating each other up and then you got these slow songs with pretty girls singing them. And I think there's only a few exceptions to the rule and this is not one of them. It just sounds like a, All right. like a modern day Japanese R&B-ish ballad that has no place in the Dragon Ball universe. While that may be true... I still like the song. And You're I've, allowed to like it. I've listened to it the same amount of times as I have. Yeah, break, care, break. I just play the two songs and you know, I let it go from there. I'm enjoying it. I don't know that it has the exact same spark as some of those older Image songs, but I think this one's going to hold up for me more than the Image song on the Dragon Soul CD single. So there you go from me. Yeah. 
also on the CD are the uh, karaoke versions of the two songs, Yeah, Break, Care, Break, and Over the Star. Oh, I love the packaging. I didn't see the back of that. Yeah, let me throw this over to you. It's so cute. Oh my God. I want this image. Just as a, it's like a wallpaper. It's adorable. Get it just for the image. It's so cute. <laughs> so we have the limited edition version here, which is what we're going to be giving away as well. Just like Dragon Soul, it has the extra uh, wraparound packaging in the back because it comes with a card for Dragon Battlers, which if you're over here in the US, you're never going to get to play anyway. Uh, this one comes with a Piccolo card. Packaging, you think it's really cute? I'm a sucker for these big, bold outlines. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's so happy. See, but that's what I like about Dragon Balls. Everyone's so happy and down to earth and having a good time. I think Over the Star almost represents that better than Yeah, Break, Care Break does. Okay, I can I can see that argument because both of the songs on this CD, like I said, I have a hard time picturing them in the Dragon Ball universe. And if you're going for, yeah. you know, sappy friendship stuff, then I guess the ballad works. But also, upbeat hyper song kind of works. All right, I want to compare the opening and ending to Kai to the original opening and ending, the first set to DBZ. So we have Head Chala, which kind of has a little bit of a shonen spirit to it. Not overboard, but it's almost wacky, very carefree in its nature. I mean, you listen to the lyrics talking about filling your head with dreams, riding on dinosaurs, that kind of stuff. I think that really epitomizes the characters. Or at least the Sewn family in DBZ. Then you have Zenkai Power at the end, which is just batshit crazy. And it's very much, I don't know, do you think Zenkai Power works with the Dragon Ball cast? It does because of the visuals that it's paired up with for that closing. Well, how about Yeah, Break, Care, Break then? Because that almost has the same non-association. Like, the style of music doesn't really jive with DBZ to me, but somehow Zenkai Power works. And I don't think Yeah, Break, Care, Break does. I think it's something different for the show. I don't think there's been a song like it in the universe. Oh, definitely. Maybe, maybe Space People, of, DBZ. Yeah. Or um, <laughs> maybe like maybe one of the um, video game songs. Sure. But I think it's something that's very unique that we haven't heard much of. And I'm willing to accept it, even though it's not the best. All right. I don't know how much I can break down the individual songs. You've heard a lot of them by now, just uh, through Kai itself, the opening and the ending. So should you pick up the CD single, 1,200, 1,300 yen, Mary? What do you think? This is going to be a harder one to judge because two of us had varying opinions on this. You liked the image song. I thought it was a waste of space. So it's going to be really subjective if you like that kind of music or not. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you're a collector or a completionist. Which I am. Which, yeah, you are. Therefore, purchase. I can't say one way or the other. I think it's going to be uh, something you really got to sit and think about before you go and buy it. Right. And for me, I always like to say, if you're buying stuff anyway, like if you're going to buy a Blu-ray or especially the first Blu-ray box set from either Amazon Japan or CD Japan, throw in a CD to just make the shipping worth it at that point. So uh, that's always a good way to kind of make the best bang for your buck there. That's all I have to say about the Abra Care Break CD single. It's good to finally have both the opening and the ending out in a full-length format on CD. So uh, it's good to have them. So with our little mini review done, let's turn it on over to some releases. June is essentially done, so let's turn it over to July. Mary, TV version anime comics, Dragon Ball Z, Majin Buu, Fukatsu Hen, Volume 1. Revival. Majin Buu. Redundantly redundant. Animanga continues. When? <laughs> July 3rd, coming out for 730 yen, the same price that everything else has been. It's been a while since we've seen, uh, what was it, the Anioichi Budokai that came before it? But here they go. Coming out with more. July 3rd. Thoughts? Caring? Yeah. I will make sure to not buy break. it on July 3rd. All right. 
No worries, not getting it. We would have had on the 15th the Korochan pack for Kai, but that is canceled. If you had any orders in, uh, double check to make sure you haven't gotten charged or anything like that. I know CD Japan sent out their cancellation notices. So let's turn it over to the 23rd. We talked about this before. Mary, what's up? It's the uh, video game Tenkaichi Daibo Ken for Nintendo Wii. It's the Japanese version. Uh, eventually, uh, this will come out as Return of King Piccolo. And this particular version is retailing for 71.40 yen or about 68 bucks and 90 cents on PlayAsia.com. Yepers. I have to imagine when it comes out over here. What do you think? Will it go for the budget 40-ish price range? I think it'll come out for a full 50 bucks on we? Full 50 bucks, full I 50? think. All right. Moving on. July 24th, which is a Friday. Dragon Ball Evolution coming out in Japan. Coming in three flavors. They got the DVD, the Blu-ray, and the Super Special Limited Edition Blu-ray, which comes with the DVD version. Those are going to be 3,990 yen, 4,990 yen, and 4,990 yen, respectively. So if you're going to get the Blu-ray, you might as well get that uh, super special edition. You can save a couple bucks over at CD Japan. The uh, Japanese version that's on this disc comes with English subtitles. So cool. that's not too shabby there if you want to get the Japanese release of it. Uh, the DVD will be Region 2, but remember that uh, we share Region A with Japan in terms of Blu-ray region. So if you pick up the Japanese Blu-ray, you can play it over here in the U.S. Europeans, uh, should I luck. Sorry, guys. Mary, similar product, July 28th. So here we go with the domestic uh, U.S. release of Dragon Ball Evolution. It's coming out on both DVD and Blu-ray. Amazon has pre-orders on DVD for $18.99, a whole 10 bucks down from its previous price, and on Blu-ray it's $35.99 down from uh, $39.98. So cool beans. We will, Actually, uh, hey, hey, update oh, here. Oh my Click god, late-breaking news. Price. Amazon pre-orders down to $27.99. Wow, so they really... About 12 bucks there. <laughs> It's not even out yet, and they're looking to unload it. <laughs> That's a much better price. So if you're going to uh, pick it up on Blu-ray, definitely grab it over there. The DVD is still the same pre-order price of $18.99. So uh, those are the releases for July. I think there's going to be a couple other things. I'm waiting for a date on uh, the Spain R2s Volume 35 and Dragon Box Volume 6. They should be coming out in July, but nothing there yet. And uh, the French Kanzenban, I'm assuming Volume 4, will be coming out in July waiting on dates. But uh, with those done, let's turn it on over to some emails. Mary, I'm going to read the first one here. I'd like you to answer it. It's about movie 13. Okay. This email comes to us from Michael D. down in Arizona. Hello, everyone at Dies and X. My name is Michael D. I have been listening to your podcast for some time now, and I just recently went back and listened to episode 17, where you talked about your opinions on DBZ Movies 1 through 13. I wanted to give my opinion about the ending and see if you guys agree with me. I'm not sure if this has been discussed before, so forgive me if it has. First off, I loved Movie 13. It's my favorite DBZ movie. However, I think that Trunks should have defeated Hildegarn. I thought Trunks using Tapion's sword to beat Hildegarn would have been an awesome ending. It would be great to see him start acting more like the future Trunks. Anyway, after Trunks has his sword ready, Goku just interrupts him, jumps in and saves the day with his dragon fist that comes out of nowhere. I don't know about you guys, but that part just seems a little cheap to me. What do you think? I appreciate you taking the time to read this and hopefully consider it for your next episode. I look forward to future episodes. As always, keep up the good work, guys. Mary, response. Well, I agree wholeheartedly. I think Goku jumping in there with a dragon fist was pretty cheap. However, it seems like 
Japanese audiences have a hard time coping when Goku doesn't save the day. Yeah. So I think that ending purely exists to satiate their need for Goku to always be awesome. I mean, shit, look at movie 10, where Goku doesn't exist until the final two minutes of the movie to save the day. So here he is. If he's going to be in the movie, of course he's going to come in to save the day at the end. I'm with you, though. I think it's a little cheap. (sighs) Busting out the new technique out of nowhere, that is kind of a Dragon Ballish thing to do. Everyone waits to reveal their trump card at the end of a fight. But we had so many good things going on. We had Super Saiyan 3 Gotenks. We had Gohan going in to fight as well. Trunks get, gets his moment, at least. But Trunks saving the day. I, would that just not fly with Japanese audiences, I guess? Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. I also don't think that this giant monster that's been getting, giving everyone such a hard time throughout the whole rest of the movie, I think it might be slightly unrealistic for Trunks to yeah. be the final thing. Oh, yeah. If Gotenks defeat. couldn't do it. Sure. And plus, it's the name of the movie. You know. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so if you went so it's into kind of a spoiler, <laughs> I love it. Well, maybe Trunks. Oh wait, no, Goku's name is in the movie too. All right, so yeah, you know what you're getting into when you start watching the movie. All right, Mary, why don't you read the next email here? This comes to us from Marlin, aka Fluffy. Hey, Mike, Mary, and Julian, perhaps? I was just wondering what the slowest level of Super Saiyan is. My friend thinks it's level three, but I think it's Ultimate Super Saiyan or one and a half. Who is truly right? Love the podcast. Stay awesome. Thanks. All right, first off, we got to clear up the fan-made terms here. So the stuff in between one and two, uh, the fan terms are like Ultra Super Saiyan or Ultimate Super Saiyan. Oh, I'm sorry, did I say Ultimate? The, the, I meant, ult- I meant is, Ultra. Don't worry, there isn't, there's There's no well, consensus. Well, well, when I was a kid, I always ran around saying Ultra. That's because Curtis Hoffman said I know, that. and Curtis Hoffman is awesome. <laughs> Even if it's wrong, I don't care. So you can check out the transformation guide for the full explanation on it. The way Goku describes them are Ichidankai no Henshin, or transformations on the first stage. Uh, the actual names for them that are given almost retroactively in the Daizenshu would be Super Saiyajin Dai Nidankai, which would be the second stage of Super Saiyajin, and then Super Saiyajin Dai San Dankai, which would be the third stage of Super Saiyajin. Not to be confused with Super Saiyajin 2 and Super Saiyajin 3. So, you know, when Vegeta muscles up a little bit, that's the second stage. And then Trunks takes it even further with Super Bulk losing his pupils and stuff. That's the third. I think it's a pretty easy answer that Dai Sun Dankai, or the third stage of Super Saiyan, is the slowest. Um, Cell even remarks about that, saying that Trunks can't keep up with him. There's a little debate here and there over whether that second stage, the one in the middle there, reduces the speed at all. But Vegeta's moving around pretty good there. He doesn't seem to be losing anything. If there's any loss of speed, it doesn't seem to be too much of a detriment overall to that uh, transformation. But then we have Goku flat out say, you know, he shows these transformations off to Gohan while they're training in the room of spirit and time. This is no good. What we need to do is go beyond this transformation. So I think it's pretty safe to say that Daisan Dankai, or if you want to say Ultra Super Saiyan 2, which again, these descriptions are terrible. Blame Toriyama for not naming them properly, I guess. Did I answer the question? Are you convinced, Mary? I'm relatively unconvinced. <laughs> no, that's not true. Um, I'm going to take Cell's remarks as evidence for um, the third stage being the slowest. Right. The third of the first <laughs> Exactly. <stage>. Okay. <laughs> not to be confused with Super Saiyan 3, because... Goku's moving pretty fast there. Mary, why don't you read the next one here? I, I'm Faisal? Sure, Faisal. Hey, Vegito, like yourself, I'm a diehard Vegito fan. I believe he's the strongest in DBZ. I have a couple of questions. 
It has been theorized that if Gogeta can reach all Super Saiyan forms because his fusees can, then the same logic can be applied to Vegito. If so, Vegito would theoretically be able to go Super Saiyan 3 if Vegito at his base form is stronger than Gogeta in Super Saiyan, then the same could be applied to Super Saiyan 3 being stronger than Super Saiyan 4, with powers being multiplied as Super Saiyan forms go on. If so, Vegeta at Super Saiyan 3 would be the most powerful character in the whole of the DBZ franchise. It is just a pity that Vegito never got to showcase not even his Super Saiyan 2 form. Take care. Please answer the quote. I hate these questions for the specific reason of Toriyama makes shit up as he goes along. These strength discussions are crazy because really it comes down to opinions at the end of the day. And it has to do with your own fandom and character biases. I do want to throw a couple genuine research remarks in here. So with regards to Vegito and his transformations, talking about the fusion with the Potara earrings, Daizenju 2, I think it is, specifically notes that Vegito, as a Super Saiyan, has a power greater than that of Super Saiyan 3. So really, where can you go from there? If he doesn't need to go any further, should he? Mary, I want to... I want to get your input. How do you feel about these questions as a whole? And can they even be answered? I think it's... I don't think they can be answered other than what's in the manga. Because, I don't know, whenever you try and play the... Hey, well, the Daisenshu say... You get people that say, Oh, the Daisenshu don't count or they're wrong or whatever. So oh, yeah, it's people, almost like you yeah. can't get a definitive answer other than what the manga says. So I, Which I don't, says nothing. Which says nothing. So, yeah, it is what it is. It's just what Toriyama has going on in his head at any given moment. Puts down on paper. And I don't want to come off as I don't appreciate these questions because that's not true at all. I, I think it's fun to you know, theorize, oh man, if this character can do this, wait a minute, we never got a chance to see this. Is this possible? You just can't answer these questions. And I'm probably not the best person to ask because I don't even bother trying to answer them. On our forum, we have lots of discussions going on about these. There's some really good points in there. People have pulled a lot of good research and uh, statements out of the, not just the Daizenshi, but all the various guidebooks. As things have come out, Toriyama stated, well, I always meant this to be, you know, this times more, but then it ended up being this. So it kind of comes back, again, I use the phrase full circle, to Toriyama just making stuff up as he went along there. I'm going to read the last question here. This is another one where we get it pretty often, but I think it's a good question uh, to ask and answer. Mary Joe says, Hi, I'm a huge DBZ fan, and I was wondering if you knew what happened to Goku's mother. Bardock, Goku's father, was killed by Frieza, but it is never said what happened to his mom. Did she die? P.S. Daisenshu EX is a great site, thanks. Okay, I'm not, you know, super knowledgeable DBZ or Dragon Ball fan in general, but I think it's never said. There's not a single thing stated whatsoever. And I will take it even further by saying that the guidebooks don't even give an individual entry for a mother of Goku. You'll get things like... Bardock is asexual. Uh, sure. Sure. Sheet, no. Sure, sure. No, not at all. <laughs> you do get things like Videl's mother, Mr. Satan's wife, had an entry to at least acknowledge this was a character that had to exist in-universe for this to happen. Goku's mother doesn't get anything. It could have just been some random chick Bardock banged. It could have been his wife. We don't know anything whatsoever. It's not Selifa because Toei's uh, Saiyajin family chart makes a very clear distinction that she was just a subordinate of Bardock along with the other three. No 
ties anything beyond that whatsoever. So nothing ever said about Goku's mother. I seem to remember at one point in time, there was almost a commonly accepted fanfic name for Goku's mother. That was not Celipa. It was a new name with its own pun. And I tried researching it a little bit earlier today, but I couldn't uh, come up with what that was. So if anyone out there remembers what that may have been, uh, absolutely let us know. We'll throw it onto uh, the forum thread for the episode. So that's it for questions. A little mishmash of what's your opinion and what's the research on this. Maybe people got anything they want to throw to us. Where's it going? Podcast at diezex.com. P-O-D-C-A-S-T at D-A-I-Z-E-X.com. Now that you've listened this far, let's start up the contest. So I got an extra copy of Yeah Break Care Break 2 giveaway wrapped in bubble wrap limited edition version. Let's give it away in two weeks. So you got to get your entries in by Friday, July 10th at 12 noon Eastern time. Same kind of random drawing contest we've been doing. Mary, where are the entries going? Very specific address. Right. This is contest at diezex.com. C-O-N-T-E-S-T at D-A-I-Z-E-X dot com. There you go. One entry per person, July 10th, 12 noon Send us in an email by then. We'll give it away on the site podcast that weekend. That's the end of the show. Whoa, it's a lot of stuff, man. 181. Lots of crazy news. Lots of Kai stuff to talk about. Some broken record discussions. It's all good. We like to repeat ourselves from time to time. Mary, thanks. Oh, thank you. It's hot in here. Let's turn the air on. We get in hot Maybe in here. get out of here for a bit. What, what do you want to plug? Anything? No, What's I up? got nothing. Okay. Nothing. Oh, God, no. Good nothing. talking to you, then. Yeah. All right. See you next week. Bye. Later. My name is Mike. Uh, Julian and myself, DaiZenChuiX, www.daizex.com. It's the name of the site podcast you're listening to right now. Uh, next week, I think we're going to do the manga review of Awesomeness. Uh, we should be pulling Jeff over to do that with us. Then I think we'll pick up again where we were supposed to be this week with a follow-up interview with Lanny and Taka from Team Four Star, uh, the voices of Nappa and Vegeta, as well as various other people. And we got some uh, other great discussions and reviews coming up in the future. So, Mary, thanks. Thank you. For you over there, for Julian off in Japan, my name is Mike, and we'll check you next week. Daizenshu EX Podcast. Konshu mo kite kudesate arigatou gozaimasu. Jikai wo o tanashimini.